Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome uh, to this week's uh, roundtable. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the productivity principle of dependability. Um, again, the two-pager that we're going to be going through um, on this discussion today is at lawred.com. That's L-A-R-E-D. And you want to click on the principles t- uh, tab. And um, that should take you right to the... Um, and forgive me, it's actually lared.org, .org, L-A-R-E-D.org. Click on the Principles tab and go down to uh, under Productivity, number two is Dependability. We're doing the two-page PDF, which is the last document um, in the row there. So um, with that, let's go ahead and uh, open up here. Dave, I'll, I'll um, uh, open us with a prayer this week. Um, Father, I thank you for today. We thank you for this time we have to study your word. Uh, we thank you for your word and that um, all the wisdom and knowledge and insights that we need to have a successful life and and uh, do great things and be fulfilled are found in your word. We ask you to give us insight and guidance on how to apply uh, these principles of your word that we study in this next hour. We ask Holy Spirit that you'll guide our conversation and that it would be very fruitful. And uh, we pray all these things in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Mm. Well, yes, well, the uh, the verse for this week uh, on dependability is found in Proverbs 12.22, and uh, the verse is, uh, God delights in those who keep their promises and abhors those who don't. Um, so with that, uh, let's go ahead and jump in and read the first couple of paragraphs of the of the first page. Dave, would you go ahead and read those, those first couple of paragraphs? Anyone who's new... Um, just underline or highlight anything that jumps out at you as you're going through this and, and um, meditate on how to apply these, these principles to your life. Um, go ahead, Dave, if you would, please. All right, certainly will. Uh, our lives and businesses are built around things that are stable and dependable. We depend on the laws of physics, such as gravity and the timing of our solar system. These mm-hmm. laws are fixed, and we can plan our lives around them. We also depend on man-made equipment and technology. Equipment and systems that are not dependable are replaced. This also applies to us as individuals. If we are not dependable or punctual, we may be replaced by others who are. It is important that we value people and their punctuality as a resource. We should consider time as one of the most valuable commodities ever given to mankind. You cannot do anything without it. A minute wasted is a minute lost forever. When we are punctual, we show we value our time as well as the time of others. This creates value because others will consider us responsible, trustworthy, and dependable. Yes, most definitely. Um, 
What things that jump out of you about that, David? The um, the, the correlation with equipment and systems being replaced if they're not dependable, and uh, you know us as well. That really jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And with our world of technology, is that you see that you know what was cutting edge or dependable a couple of years ago, life moves on and it's no longer as dependable, and you move on to something else. Even when at the very beginning you mentioned about the different systems you have you know, with the, the call and how it, I also, also find that all the multimedia too can often for me be a distraction as well and maybe less dependable. So it's kind of a, mm-hmm. a balance there where technology can, can help us, but if we don't, if we don't manage it, it can hinder us as well. So a little thought there that jumped out at me. Technology. Yes. Yeah, I think the um, even if something's not outdated, just uh, you know something being dependable. I mean, some people drive cars that are 30 years old and they keep it in good running order, and the car's dependable, so they keep driving it. Um, that dependability uh, aspect, I guess, just because we replace things so easily when they break down, um, that's a that's a product. I guess um, we should realize that um, that we as individuals should. Um, in giving a service or or, or um, selling something to someone should make sure that we offer, you know, good services and we're dependable uh, so that people think of us as, you know, something indispensable or something highly valued. Um, I had never really thought of it, that correlation between uh, an equipment and uh, and a person. You know, that if something was always breaking down, then you're going to look to replace it, and, and we don't want to be always breaking down on behalf of uh, our clients. Or those we work with, you know, either one. Yeah, and I kind of like the thought you just shared there about, you know, equipment it does take some, some maintenance to stay dependable. I think that also applies to our own lives. If we just become content where we're at and we don't grow, we don't advance ourselves, put some time and effort into growing our lives, um, we will also become last year's later, you know, latest to rate. And time moves on and we need to grow with technology with um, our culture and what God has for us. I think it's important also. Dependability comes as we continue to grow ourselves and develop ourselves and move forward in what we need to do and what God has called us to. Mm-hmm. How um, What was it you did talk about some equipment that broke down? Like how many people would you say that that not working, how many people did that slow down or stop from being able to do what they needed to do? Um, when it comes to technology, you know, a lot of people depend on, on things. I know when computer network is slow, it's a very frustrating experience. It, you know, we like things to be dependable, prompt. And you know, running smoothly, an idea when it when the system or when we as individuals are not dependable, it does it you know affects other things. But kind of come across a little bit later. But we all rely on each other, and when we don't hold up our part, we do cause a burden on other people. So both us as individuals need to be dependable, and also as equipment and the things that we use, you know, we rely on them to be dependable to accomplish what we need to accomplish. 
Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I um I think also that first sentence of the second paragraph, um you know, we need what does it say in the word, uh, by the same measure you measure to others or you measure to you. Um I notice that I definitely like to do things last minute. I sort of like to um I like to do things as a race and sort of beat a deadline. And um, I found, like, for me, I need to create multiple races throughout the week or even throughout the day so that, um, you know, I still maintain a high activity level um, because, uh, you know, like, if you if you want someone else to be punctual to a meeting with you but you're not punctual, then, you know, that's, uh, that's just going to be seen as someone who, um, you know, lacks consistency or you're holding others to a higher standard than you hold yourself to. So, um I think that's important as well. Um, this is actually a very these next couple of paragraphs. Uh, I'll, I'll read these next couple of paragraphs in a moment. They're um, they're quite convicting to me because this is definitely an area that I uh, have struggled with, and I, I I have definitely a lot of room for improvement. In. Um, is there anything else that jumped out of you from these first couple of paragraphs before we we move on, David? I, I, the top there in the second paragraph about you know, the most valuable commodity. I think a key to being dependable is whatever we value, we create dependability in. And if we don't value our time, then we become less dependable in our time. If we don't value relationships, we become less um, less dependable in relationships. I mean, you know, where our values is will will promote dependability. And I've seen, you know, some people we don't value something, we kind of become careless and then less dependable when we have a high sense of value, high sense of purpose. And we thought it would be this just about a purpose, having a purpose in our lives. That value mm-hmm. will, will cause our dependability to increase in that area. And, you know. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, we should always... Uh, I always want to become more valuable in my... Uh, Client's eyes and you know those around us. I think most of us want to be valued by others. That's a great way to think of it. You know, always be looking to value time more and be, become a more valuable uh, resource to them, um, so that we're something, we're someone that's really uh, valued and and um, we are really helping others and serving them at a high level. So um, that's a great example, David, for sure. Um, I guess with all the money the Fed is printing and all the other central banks around the world, it sort of um, you know, people think of uh, gold as there's only so much gold in the world, um, and uh, that's why it's valuable. It's a fixed amount. You know, it's sort of the same kind of equation between commodities and time. You know, we're all given the same amount every day, but how well we evaluate and what we do with it determines how valuable we are to others. Very true. Yeah. We should think of it like uh, like gold. And also, there's actually proverbs about that. You know, a good reputation is more considered than gold or riches, and it, it talks about um, the reputation versus, you know, um, versus other other values of wealth. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the next couple of paragraphs. I'll go ahead and read these um, next two paragraphs for benefit. Um, one of the most visible character flaws is the inability to be somewhere on time or not show up at all. Tardiness is costly because it affects our reputation. We become known for arriving late and being undependable. Somehow we can always find an excuse and may even lie to cover up, which adds to the flaw. Others blame it on their culture, but that doesn't make it right. If we don't take the responsibility for our personal promptness, 
Others will treat us the same and valuable time will be lost by sitting around waiting for each other. Tardiness is a habit, a bad one. We won't overcome this bad habit until we see how it hurts us. Some may justify tardiness as a part of being busy, but if we are late on a job, late on delivery, and late for appointments, sooner or later we won't have a job, a delivery, or an appointment. Don't make an appointment if you are not planning to be there on time. If we overcome this flaw, we gain a valuable asset which makes people believe in us and be able to count on us. Dependability is one of the building blocks of quality relationships. Generally, this means that you have the reputation of doing what you say you are going to do. If you are viewed as a dependable person, it is because you are known to be trustworthy and reliable. Trust is a mental state that can be easily destroyed in times of conflict. It is much easier to destroy trust than it is to rebuild it. Uh, one bad action can destroy years of confidence. Yeah, the um, the middle of that first paragraph about um, you won't overcome this bad habit until we see how it hurts us. I am... Um, I've noticed, like, over the years, I have had a challenge with, you know, uh, being consistently five minutes um, late to appointments. And um, I think part of it is that I've I've uh, done the whole racing thing, and sometimes if I don't allow for enough time, then, you know, to make it just on time, then I'm making it five minutes late. Um, I heard one person say, you know, always attempt to be at meetings if you're going to physically go somewhere. Uh, five to ten minutes early, that way if it takes you a little longer, you're still there at the appointed time. Um, I've been working on that with, with driving places. But in terms of just phone appointments, um, what I've done to help me not be four or five minutes late is um, be more aware at the end of calls to let people know, hey, i got to go in a few minutes. For example, if I have a, well, a lot of times I'll, I'll time block calls back to back to back. And um, that's good, you know, sort of do the same kind of task all at once and chunk it together. Um, however, if I have like a 2 o'clock, a 3 o'clock, and a 4 o'clock call, it's good to um, let people know, hey, my next appointment's at 4, and then just look to get off the phone at, um, you know, 3.55, like end that call five minutes before the, the next one. That gives you a little time to shoot out a quick email or respond to something urgent um, in between those two appointments. So. Um, that's something I'm still definitely working on improving on is um, I've, I've got really good at scheduling beginning and ending times, but also at the beginning of calls, uh, I need to improve at letting someone know, hey, look, you know, I need to end this call by so-and-so time and, uh, you know, getting on the same page with them. So, uh, yeah, I think that um, this is definitely something that the Lord has been convicting me about. So this is a very good study for me. Um, when I read through it, I'm like, oh boy, I can improve on that, I can improve on that, I can improve on that. Um, yeah, so this is a very humbling uh, discussion for me. Um, and I think um, giving that, that five-minute communication, you know, I don't say warning, but with people, you know, I, I want to be at a certain time, that's to know that you value time before, you know, before you met with them, and then when you're meeting with them, that that time is valuable. And I, I know one thing as as a parent, I'm, I'm not sure where we got this wisdom from, but whenever we go to leave somewhere, you know, give our kids a five minute warning. 
help them and make the shift, you know, as it is time to leave now. I think that communication with, with time, that's been a huge benefit for us with our children, giving them a five-minute warning before we leave for someplace, help them get shifted and ready, ready to go. Um, so a good bit of wisdom for us in that respect. So valuing time makes us dependable. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, in a way, I think that the, um, you know, that, that next sentence right after what I read earlier, you know, we won't overcome this habit until we see how it hurts us. You know, some may justify targets as a part of being busy, um, but if we're consistently late, you know, on a job appointment or delivery, certainly we don't have a job or delivery or an appointment. I think that... Um, I think that the if you're a really good marketer, you can always develop new clients. So I think that the uh, for me the fear of not having an appointment or a job is not so much the the fear because like I mean if someone's listening and they're a really good marketer, they might think oh I can always just find another person. For me the uh, the biggest motivator is the reputational cost. You know of um, like we're representing God and our purpose is to not only provide for our families, but what if I got in the marketplace? You know, like if I start thinking about, well, the way I show up, I want to be a good witness for God. I want someone to ask me about God because I do such a great job for them. If I'm um, consistently being late and that's hurting my reputation, well, that's, you know, that's hurting my representation of um, what a Christian is. And, um, you know, that that to me is a much bigger cost than potentially losing a client. Um it's not that either one is, is more of a valuable way to look at it than another, um, but I've really been working on thinking about that more often throughout the day uh, you know, to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm right exactly on time. Because to me, that, to me, that's a bigger risk factor. You know, not, of course, obviously, if you do lose a job, then you could, that's a very real you know, lost, uh, lost income. Um, yeah, that, that, that the reputational cost to, you know, the, the diminishing our chance to be a good witness, you know, that really um, is a strong motivator to me. Yeah, just don't make an appointment if you're not planning to be there on time. I don't I don't know why someone would do that. I don't understand that, that statement. Are some people making an appointment just because someone wants to talk with them and in their mind they already know that they're 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 only going to be there unless something else important, more important comes up to them? I don't know. I don't. What do you think that that statement is getting at? Yeah. People don't, don't honor themselves or honor others. Than the other. and mm-hmm. Lack of character. Yeah, the... Um, That last paragraph, you know, about um, it being dependable and helping relationships, I guess uh, to me, like, I, I've always, I always like finding more efficient ways to doing something. So if I can uh, get a client the result they want um, faster than, say like, say, like, right now, I have a, a service I, one of my companies offers people, and uh, we have six months to fulfill that service. 
you know, to raise them, we lose like two rounds of business funding, and we, our target is to raise them 100 to 400 thousand dollars of business funding. Um, sometimes, in my mind, the bottom line is, and the contract says, we're going to raise you this much money within six months. Um, it's easy for me and my flesh to go, hey, it's okay if we miss a deadline here or there with this one little step because we're going to do at least two rounds of funding and, um, you know, the guarantee is to raise the client at least $100,000. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I really need to renew my mind in that regard that it's not just the bottom line funding that's important, but even though it's not in the contract, consistently doing things when we say we'll do it or even faster than, um, you know, I think I need to uh, instill that more in my staff that let's um, let's do things faster than the client is expecting it. You know, that would open up a door of, uh, you know, there's an even stronger door of of of, um, of opportunity to witness for the Lord, I think. Um, because I feel we feel very I feel very confident we're gonna raise some of the money as long as they're qualified and they do the few things they need to do. Um yeah, I don't want to just be seen as dependable, but like um ultra dependable, you know, that's my goal. Build that trust, level of trust. Right, that's right. How they brought that thought of trust into that paragraph. Um mm-hmm. so, and it, it trust does take time to build, but being dependable builds that trust and increases our value to others. Yeah, that statement, trust is a mental state that can easily be destroyed in times of conflict, I think um, that makes you think about some of our past studies, you know, about dealing with anger and, um, you know, high emotion just to, to, uh, in a time of conflict or stress, you know, to really... um, be, what's the word, not diligent, but uh, intentional about the words you say and about the actions that you take. Um, yeah, I guess most of all these, these first four paragraphs are talking about be on time, be punctual, um, and then it talks about, you know, a time of conflict. Um, yeah, I, I just think that... Uh, you know, if there's, a, if there's conflict over something and uh, you have at least done what you said you would do and shown yourself trustworthy, I think that really helps uh, resolve things. You know, if they feel like, hey, we can resolve this, I know I feel confident I can work this out with you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's almost, it makes me think of, you know, what's happened up, up until the point of conflict will really affect um, how it turns out in terms of, uh, you know, how are they how are they thinking about you? What reputation have you built up before the conflict uh ensued? Foundation of trust there helps to get through those. Yeah, conflicts. I think it's just focused more on building the trust and being afraid of making, you know, that last sentence, one bad action. Because I mean we're all human, we're gonna make mistakes. I think we should not be our motivation should not be to not make a mistake, but to be generally known as uh, consistently you know, dependable and trustworthy. Very true. I'm putting myself in my wife's shoes. If my wife read that last paragraph, she would think, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to make a mistake." You know, that last sentence. I think the way we handle failure and mistakes 
helps to build that, you know, trust and dependability. And on, on one side of the coin, you know, it can it can tear down our our trust trust and dependability. But if it's handled properly, you know, in an attitude of correction and then growth, then that helps people will see that that growth in us, and it will actually help build our dependability. You know, handling through those conflicts, difficult conflicts, situations. Mm-hmm. God can help us through those to to build us as we rely on Him to build build dependability and trust in our relationships. Yeah, most certainly. Well, David, would you uh, would you go ahead and read off those uh, those three benefits to um, to being dependable? Certainly, can. Benefits. One, we will earn the trust of others. This is an essential factor for lasting success in any relationship, personal or business. Two, you will earn the respect of others. They will come to believe in and rely on you, and this will increase your value to them and bring you additional opportunities. Three, you will create a positive environment. When people realize they can depend on you, it will inspire their confidence in your abilities. People want to work with you because they know things will get done. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I love that third, that, that last sentence. People want to work with you because they know things will get done. I am. Um, I'm very motivated by that. I, 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 I like being, you know, having a reputation of someone who gets something done. Yeah, that's that's very very motivating to me. That sort of ties in with um, uh, last week. Last week, did we talk about um, if you want something done, give it to a busy person? That's true. Yeah. I, I like the concept there. That that third one as well. That um, the dependability will create a positive environment. When we're yeah, when we're dependable, it makes us feel good. It also makes those working with us, you know, in a positive, a positive light. It helps to build everything. So. Mm-hmm. Good little key there to being positive and building all as well as others up. Yeah, the number two benefit, um, earning the respect of others. I um, we did the uh, love and respect Bible study group um, uh, Bible series. It's like a ten ten week series, I believe. Um, last spring, that's yeah, almost a year ago, right now. And um, yeah, I remember that that a lot of times in um, our relationships, like our personal relationship. You know, women are more more motivated by love, but uh, men are way more motivated by respect, feeling respected. So, um, I guess like, um, you know, just most men do not like to be um, disrespected, and so um, yeah, we should be very intentional about showing others respect by um, being dependable for them. You know, and getting uh, getting things done for them. Yes, yes, most certainly. Both the 
it builds value for us and also others. You know, when we show respect to others, it builds builds the value in them as well. So. Yeah, one way to think of it in the workplace is like if you have people under you, subordinates. Um, you know, as a manager or something, uh, most male managers would say, "I don't care if my employees uh, like me or not. I don't need them to love me, but I do need them to respect me." to follow my instructions and get things done when we need something done. Um, I think that's a great way to um, apply that to the marketplace. Well, let's, um, let's go through the steps to follow here. We, um, yeah, there's quite a few of them. There's five of them, okay. Um, so I'll read like the first, uh, Four, and we could discuss it, and you, you could do the um, five and the end after that, and we'll, we'll okay. wrap up. Sounds good. Um, step number one, uh, be a person of your word and expect others to do the same. Be frank, open, and sincere. That's lower, uh, lowercase s, frank. Um, speak in a manner that is easy to understand and follow through on what you promise. Keep secrets and don't be afraid to say no if that's required. Be stable. I think that keep secrets thing means like if someone tells you something in confidence, keep it in confidence. Uh, number two, be stable, consistent, and predictable. Learn to become single-minded, disciplined in your thoughts, de- decisions, and emotions. Deliberately consider every challenge or decision that comes your way and choose a path that is ethically consistent. Fulfill your commitments large and small. Number three, appreciate time, both yours and others, as a valuable resource. Your attitude towards time always determines the quantity and quality of what you produce. And number four, never use excuses. Be honest, face reality, avoid falling into lies to cover up your mistakes or weaknesses. This will only make things worse for you and will multiply the damage. Hmm. And number two was probably the most challenging or enlightening, enlightening to me. You know, learn to be single-minded and disciplined in your thoughts. Uh, I find by one of the biggest areas that makes me less dependable, particularly in the workplace, is taking on too much. And then I end up kind of over, overburden myself. And I end up not doing what I need to get done because I've I've taken her too much or I haven't been single-minded and getting focused on what I need, you know, what I need to be, what's important, getting distracted by the little urgent things that always seem to pop up in life. So that was kind of a, uh-huh. an enlightening, enlightening one to me, just to be, to be single-minded and be focused and avoid, I think multitasking uh, for me is, makes me less dependable because I feel, feel a little scattered, so. Yeah, I started with that a lot too, Dave. It's like not, you know, learning to focus your mind on a task and and get it done without letting other distractions um, throw you off course or take up your time is definitely something I struggled with as well. Um, I think part of that for me at least has been um, not wanting to say no to people or being willing to tell people like, look, you know, um, because I don't want to let people down. It's like, look, I can do that, but it's going to be tomorrow or the next day. Like, you know, uh, I have other things that are already, are, um, my calendar is already full. 
um, you know, for today or for today and, and also tomorrow. Um, have you had a similar reason, like if someone asks you to do something, you don't want to say no, or has it been just, just things yeah, distracting? No, yeah, that's very, for me, I, I have a huge uh, challenge with that, too, you know, I, I'm there, I'm number one, and, you know, don't be afraid to say no, and I I do, I tend, I tend to overcommit, and then I can become less effective and dependability, dependable, and, you know, mm-hmm. One thing is in, in my work, only about a, you know, a few weeks ago, this is a little. Because I find myself being distracted, and you know, by all the little little things that come at myself, I decided you know, for my team we were going to have a couple hours in the morning and an hour in the after, early afternoon, where we focused on a couple of different projects and any interruptions that came in. We would just tell the interruption, you know, unless it was an emergency. Sorry. We're focused on this and that. We'll have to wait another hour or two until we can get to it later. And you know, I found that was it was easier for my teammates to um, embrace that concept than it was for me. <laughs> so uh-huh. it, they were they were able to say, you know, no, we can't do that now. We got this particular project or this particular thing we're working on right now. And we'll get to it in a couple hours. Um, but it was a lot more challenging for me to, to, to do that and say that. So it was a, a little enlightening. Aspect of of growth for me to become more to become more dependable and getting things done that need to be done. So. Yeah, certainly. I mean, like a lot of what this has been talking about is you. Uh, we raise our value to others. The more dependable we are, mm-hmm. and um, I think it, it's easy for me to think, well, if I do more things for someone, then they'll see me as more valuable. But if we take on doing too many things for them and we don't get the key important things done, well, now, you know, our value has gone down. So mm-hmm. we need to figure out ways to be more efficient and get more things done for people to add more value, but, but uh, not taking on too many things. And I think part of that is, you know, developing systems and, and um, not doing everything ourselves, you know, learn to delegating things so they get done. But also, um, you know, we're not overwhelmed and we can get things done in a timely way. Yeah, that's definitely a balance because I mean, sometimes you know you your business grows. I have a lot with uh, systems. I talked earlier about systems, um, dependable systems. Sometimes the system will work um, at a certain level, but then when there's a lot more work thrown into that system, the inefficiencies of the system show up, um, and then it, it might fall apart. You know, at a higher activity level. So. Um, I think that maybe um, if we want to take on more, maybe we should say, hey, I think I can do more for you, but give ourselves a little bit of leeway. Like instead of if we think we can get it done in a week, um, tell the person two weeks and in case your your initial estimate is off. And that's something I'm going to do for myself as well. You know, like when I schedule something, like add 50% more time than I think to the task um, to allow for it taking a little bit longer. Yeah, I've heard that a lot of entrepreneurs are so uh, optimistic. They're like, oh, I can get this done in a day, and it takes three days or, you know, two days. Like, we should um, just give ourselves uh, – I, I heard someone talking about uh, – said, in, you know, like Jesus was uh, meek and lowly in spirit, and, um, you know, that we should uh, be humble as Christ is humble. Part of humility is having great power and 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 not using all of it. And they applied that to time management. It's like if you um if you have we all have the same number of hours in a day, most people in America, you know, eight or ten hours. 
have an eight-hour work day and you actually make your own schedule, schedule six hours of work and leave two hours for stuff that comes up. Um, if you schedule every minute of the day, you don't have time for things that come up or tasks that, that would take longer than you expect. And um, they said that's a wise way to model Christ's humility and meekness, you know, not scheduling the whole day, leaving room for the Father to uh, guide you down a, down a rabbit hole, you know, that's not part of your day. And, and I, um, that really resonated with me. Um, oh. I would t- schedule every minute of the day and then get frustrated if I didn't finish some things. Well, if I schedule six hours instead of eight, as I've done that the last six months, um, I found a lot more satisfaction with my work. I'm not overcommitting. And, um, you know, it's just a, a hundred times better of a, of a scenario. So I think that's a really important way to uh, not overcommit. It's just schedule six of eight hours a, a day and, and don't schedule the whole eight hours. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that number, um, that number three, uh, your attitude determines the, uh, about time, determines the quantity and quality of what you produce. Um, I guess I've always thought about it determines the quantity, but not necessarily the, the quality. Um, you know, I want to, I want to produce very quality results. And, um, sometimes I've noticed if I have, like, scheduled half an hour to do something, like sometimes I'll wait five or ten minutes and then start the task. And um, part of that is I like to erase and beat deadlines, but I'm trying to figure out some way to trick my mind where um, I like can think of a race of, you know, like pretend I'm racing against someone else and who can complete the task uh, first. Um, if I need to start doing that, just track how long it takes me to do a task and write down the exact amount of time, and then I can see if I can beat it next time. Um, I, I just I, I need to retrain my brain to beat deadlines in a different way. Um, that's that's cool. That you can understand that, and then you can even, you know motivate yourself, you know, through that understanding. Right. Yeah. Because like, how fast can you do something with the quality being the same or improving? You know, I don't want to do it faster and faster and lower and lower quality, uh, but faster and faster with the same or better quality. Um, the last thing on number one there was uh, speak in a manner that is easy to understand um, and follow through on what you promised. What I've been finding with my clients, like we deliver that, that funding service I mentioned earlier, uh, with one level of the service, we have a two-page service agreement. With another level of the service, we have like a five-page service agreement. And um, I remember one client like three months ago I told him exactly what we're going to do, what he was buying, what he was investing in, what we're going to do. And then like three weeks later, he told me, I thought I was going to get this and this and this. And I'm like, where in the world did you get that from? Like, it's not written down in the contract, and I never verbalized it to you. So um, I guess for me, I'm going to start making clients repeat back to me um, what they're going to get. You know, like I need to make sure what my service agreement says is very easy to understand, so easy that the client can repeat it back to me without looking at the paperwork, and, you know, they, they know what they're getting. Um, so, yeah, I found that out. I need to start having my clients repeat back to me what they're investing in so that I know they're on the same page uh, about what they're getting. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's like the next level of dependability I need to get to is um, not only 
make the contract easy to understand, which I think it is. I always attempt to write things in um, fifth grade level English. Um, you know, don't use any big words or whatever. Just use simple sentences. But also uh, have people repeat stuff back to me. Because the last thing I want is someone thinking they're buying, you know, uh, Y when they're buying X. So I, <laughs> that um, internet's valuable. You know, sometimes people try to use all big words because it makes it seem like, oh, this must be a really valuable thing. It has all these big words in it, but uh, I don't think that's the case. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot. The room for misunderstanding is is too costly. Well, Dave, would you go ahead and read? Uh, did you have anything to add to that on those first four? Or uh, no, sounds good. I'm gonna number five and read on here. Yeah, go go ahead and read number five and the 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 summary there, if you would, brother. Um, number five: Continually work to build a good reputation. A machine is valued according to its dependability over a long period of time. It builds its reputation by consistently performing without the need of a lot of maintenance. People are valued the same way. Our long-term track record is what we what will build our reputation. Mm-hmm. Lack of dependency will detract from your reputation. It will kill the potential of good of a good future. Our businesses and families are built and established around people who are stable and consistent. Dependability is a powerful character trait that brings many other great attributes with it, such as integrity, honesty, trustworthiness, and loyalty. Remember, thoughts produce actions, actions become habits, habits form character, and character determines our destiny. Mm. Yes, yes. What things that jump out at you from that, David? I guess that last paragraph, dependability is a powerful character trait that brings many other great attributes, such as integrity, honesty, trustworthiness, and loyalty. One of the fundamental keys that principles that once put to practice brings with it other other blessings. You know, when they're dependable and trustworthy. Um, yeah, it adds value to our lives, and with that comes many other other blessings that can build upon that. Yeah, I was reading something in a marketing, uh, I think it was a newsletter, about, um, you know, if you just do a great job for people and even just do a little bit more than what uh, they expected or you promised, um, it really builds a lot of uh, loyalty. So obviously you need to do what you said you would do um, and be dependable. And, um, you know, I think that long-term dependability and going above and beyond, you know, they, they're actually talking about referrals. You know, not only will they stay with you because you're a known commodity, um, they know you'll get it done, but they'll be a lot more willing to tell other people about you, um, you know, because you develop, delivered a good experience for them as your client. Yes, dependability is a good uh, is 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 a, a marketing department. <laughs> more to, that that leads to more business. 
Um, yeah, I think, too, with how things are changing so fast with technology, you mentioned that earlier, David. I think that um, it's very easy to always be looking to add new things to your business. And um, I love that second sentence with number five. You know, a machine is valued according to its dependability over a long period of time. You know, what's consistent is just that we um, are dependable for people, even if the uh, ways in which we get things done for clients might change, you know, as technology changes. The fact is, you know, we are consistently um, dependable, you know, no matter what the delivery vehicle of the service is or even if the product changes. And um, yeah, I think that's that's important for us in this very instant, fast-paced age to um, focus on being consistent over a long period of time and have um, eternity, you know, in mind. Um, you know, what are we doing? Um, if we think about our our business in light of eternity, it's like I want to do such a great job for a client that they ask me more about what makes me tick and why I do what I do and and um, you know that just gives me an opportunity to uh, to witness. I mean, even if all we do is just someone knows that we're a Christian, and we don't even share our testimony, but we do things with such excellence to them um, for them, then that is you know in and of itself um, a great witness. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely need to. Um, I like to do things fast. I like to race. Um, I like to check out cutting-edge technologies and things, so I really need to um, be reminded of that, that this is a long-term marathon race for running. Like Paul said, you know, run the race with patience. That's that before you, and, um, and it's not a sprint. I just chat a little more there on the one the side there is, you know, having purpose. Um, helps build dependability. I think mm-hmm. some work I've done with youth, um, sometimes they don't have that sense of purpose or a future, and you know, or if there's no vision, they, they cast off restraint, they become less dependable. And I think, you know, as, even as, as believers, knowing you have a purpose in Christ and helps helps build that dependability and that trustworthiness in us. So I value myself for the work I do, and it makes me more dependent when I lead each other and live that to other, with others. It makes valuable and makes their life more valuable. It enriches them as well. So the sense, of, sense of purpose is a, is a key to dependability. Yeah, the, yeah in terms of dependability, um, you know, that next sentence on number five there, you know, uh, a system builds its reputation by consistently performing without the need for a lot of maintenance. I think almost every business book out there, you know, the E-Myth talks about building a, a system where your business can run consistently and the clients consistently get good service or a good uh, a good product. Um, and Robert Kiyosaki's books and a lot of MLM trainings are all about, you know, building a consistent system that, um, you know, it works even without you being there, sort of duplicating yourself and building a team and, and building business processes that anybody else can operate. You you can be gone for a year and come back and your business is still running as good or better than you left. 
I um I think a lot of people are working towards that goal. And um I love what this says, you know, that that um we should be more focused on the reputation we will get of being consistent and dependable than on I want to be able to not have to work for a year. I, I want to be able to not have to work anymore. And um so much of what the world tells us is build a consistent system so that you can go uh, not have to work anymore. And I think that we should not fall victim to that, um, you know, that enticing uh, fruit that Satan offers us. It's like, no, we we should want to build a consistent system that can run without us so that um, we can either add more value to the system or, or, or we can just free up more of our time to do whatever the Lord tells us to do. You know, maybe it's volunteer more or, or um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so I think our motivation should be to uh, to increase our reputation, not to not have to work anymore. And I, I actually did fall victim of that from not victim, but I was I was deceived into thinking that is the best ultimate benefit to building a systemized business is not having to work anymore, and that's not. I mean, why would I want to lay around and do nothing? I want to I want to be a, a a branch that produces a hundredfold increase, you know, for the kingdom. So. I think we need to remind ourselves that's the benefit because we're going to have a better and better reputation. We can deliver more and more value. Not, uh, you know, I won't have to work. I love that thought. Yep. Yep. Also, the... Dave, I want to ask you a question. Sure. uh, In the past, sometimes, I'll give you an example. I had one client last, last year... Uh, we raised them money super, super fast. Like the first round of funding, we raised them way more than our contracted guaranteed amount. So then um, getting them to move forward with what we needed them to do and take the next steps was a challenge. Um, this other client, we just seem to always have these, these problems with their file. And um, and they usually did what we needed to get done. Um, about half the time they did what we needed, half the time they didn't. But I remember I really struggled with a, a lack of motivation to, to um, I felt like just giving up on this client's file. And what I talk about number five here is, you know, your long-term track record will spoil your reputation. So, um, like, what do you think? I mean, if if, uh, if we've harmed our reputation with someone, um, I think we should focus on, you know, it can be rebuilt. It just takes a lot of intentional effort. And um, I don't know, do you have any insights on that? Because uh, that last sentence, you know, talks about, um Basically, or no, that was, um, where is it at? That was at the end of the first stage, right before benefits. You know, bad action can destroy years of confidence. I um, I found I really had to pray through that situation where uh, I felt like just, you know, closing the guy's file out and telling them, look, you didn't get it done, here's your refund. And I offered him that. I said, we can do that if you want. He said, no, I want you to finish what you started. And um, it was almost like I had to get over that that emotional um, pain of realizing, man, we let this client down. So I don't know if you had experience with that or what have you found um, helped you um, in that area, you know, sort of uh, rebuild your reputation with someone. or you know, It could be a personal or a business, anything. I, I just don't hear any insights you have on that. No, I think sometimes we tend to, to judge others by, or judge the situation by the results that we're seeing, but sometimes we don't see the growth or what we've developed with, in, in, in others. And I know that it's without getting in mind in that situation with a client that didn't necessarily follow instructions really well. But if you were bringing value to them and they saw something in you that 
inspired them on, then that may be why they were quicker to, you know, you want watch you back, want, want you to pursue it with them because they, they, they saw you bringing value into their lives. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to judge our value by the results we have. Sometimes our value is what we create and what we inspire in others, and that's sometimes harder to measure. So, you know, it's hard to, to judge sometimes, you know. I mean, it seems like a, from a productivity point, it may go a whole lot better, but sometimes maybe it's the relationships and what they see in us be through Christ in us, that sometimes it can be the greatest value to them. So, so we should take into account the intangible value that we're giving, like relationally and uh, other benefits other than just what might be the bottom line, uh, obvious benefit. That's one thing for me, myself right now, and I'm taking on a new a coaching role, is I'm finding myself being very focused on the results or outcomes and I'm getting my eyes off of what the investment I'm making in individuals' lives. Mm-hmm. My, wife, my wife is really good at that, helping me get refocused on, you know, my my primary objective is not to necessarily win games, but it's to make an investment in others' others' lives and bring value to them and be a light and a, an example to them of what life can be, not what they've, they've experienced, have experienced in the past. So, you know. Yeah, like inspiring them to be uh, young people of uh, character and, and be consistent. All those character traits you're building, it's like you're you're building young people. You're not you're focused on the Yeah, did you ever see the movie Dave uh, facing the Giants? I have. It's been a while ago, but yeah, I good want to go back and rewatch. I'd encourage you to watch it again and watch the one scene where the coach asks the kids, "What are we here for?" Um, Yeah, I find many different parts of that movie inspiring in different areas. But if you've been challenged with that, I think that one scene from the movie would um, would uh, be great. You know, maybe you can almost write down that that uh, one two minute uh, part of the movie. You know, because you basically said we're here to honor God. You know, we just happen to do it on a football field. It's like uh, our focus should not be on winning football games if if God's not in it. You know, if the reason we want to win is not because we want to, you know, demonstrate excellence and glorify God, you know, in our competitive spirit. Um, and the way he, the way he did it, you know, I'm not going to re- re- restate the whole thing, um, but the way he did it was uh, was pretty cool, and you know, it directly relates to exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so like, let's finish up uh, in action steps. Um, Wow, that number one, if five of your friends ask how dependable you are, what would they say? I mean, I think I'd only be like a like a six on that because I usually get things done and go places, but I am consistently, you know, five, ten minutes late. So I would not give myself a good rating for that um, in terms of the being on time part. Um, but that's hard to admit, but that's the truth. Um, yeah, so for me... Uh, what specific action will you take? I think what I need to do is just commit on the call here to um, letting people know I need to get off the phone by whatever, you know, five minutes before my next scheduled appointment and giving myself that five-minute buffer. I think if I do that consistently, I'll consistently be right on time instead of, you know, a minute, two minutes, three minutes late to the next appointment. Um, and that's the action step I really feel convicted I need to, to take. I guess for me, I think I 
dependable and in my personal life and my character for that side I'm, I'm getting things done at, like in the workplace so for me just limiting and limiting my activity limiting and maybe defining my activities so that I'm not doing so much anything but determining what is important what are the priorities and prioritizing I think was a good good specific action step that I'll I will work at taking to becoming more dependable do you want to start being more intense about like writing down what you want to get done and what needs to get done and focusing on that? So. Yep, even on a daily basis. Yep. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I think that's a that's that's a great uh, great action plan, sir. So wonderful. So for those of you who are not on a call with us, I'd encourage you um, make sure to uh, actually take the time to fill out the reflect and respond section. That's where we actually will get the most benefit from these calls is by actually honestly rating yourself and then writing down um, what benefits you got from this training and what uh, action step you're going to take. Don't try to write down 10 things you're going to do. Just write down one, uh, two things, tops, that you want to work on doing over this next week and be very intentional about it. Um, and by all means, share what your action plan is, you know, your new steps with someone that can hold you accountable, that cares about you, um, so you can start developing new habits. Um, we don't want to just, you know, join these discussions for discussion's sake. We want to get new insights and start taking um, better actions so we can produce better results in the marketplace. So definitely take the time to invest two, three, five minutes into thinking through um, and praying through this reflect and respond section. That's where the most value will come to you um, from these roundtables. Um, but that being said, David, would you please, uh, would you uh, please uh, close us in prayer today, brother? Father, we thank you that your grace is abundant in our lives, and Lord, even in, in times and situations where we fall short, um, you come and you give us wisdom, you undergird us, and you, because of your dependability, help us to become more dependable. Lord, is ask as we look at our own lives, reflect on our own lives, where we can grow, we can learn. Lord, give us grace, uh, give us strength to make the changes, the adjustments that we need. Lord, just through this lesson, the light has been sh shined into our hearts, into our lives. Um, help it to produce um, abundant harvest um, in uh, our personal lives and also in the lives of those around us. And we ask this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right, David. Thank you for your uh, awesome uh, uh, insights and participation today, brother. Thank you for leading. Hey, my pleasure. Hey, let's end. Let's end with a let's end with a bang. Uh, I saw a video of Lance doing a um, conference where he did like one, two, three, and then they said uh, as one as a group. Did he do that in Chicago? I don't recall him doing that. He, he did a couple times, yeah. Oh, man. I was probably talking in the hallway and being two minutes late to the next session. See what I get for... We're going to do that on this call for fun. We'll, we'll, we'll end it that way. Uh, one, two, three. As, as one. one. As one, Amen. All right, brother Dave, you have an awesome week, sir. You too. Have a good day. All right, thanks. Bye, David. Bye-bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.